you didn't gather it um, tonight, we're going to be talking about the resurrection. And I feel like I would be missing a, a big opportunity if I didn't say, may the fourth be with you. Right? Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, I really did love Star Wars growing up, and I, and I liked the new one too. But um, So it's May the 4th. It's May the 4th. It's not Easter Sunday, so why are we talking about the resurrection? Uh, because, because Jesus resurrected every day is Easter. Like, you could, you could have woke up this morning and said, Woo, it's Easter. Mom, where's my, where's my Easter basket? Because today is Easter because Christ is risen. And so we're going to be talking about the resurrection, um, an, event, an event that changed the whole course of human history. It's, uh, it's an, an undeniable um, fact of history. Did anybody hear, hear Sunday that Jim Warner Wallace guy that came and, and spoke? He's, a, he's an apologist and he defends, he, he defends the faith. And I'll be able to, to talk a little bit about that, that kind of stuff. But, but first I want to just, I want to read to you. I want to read to you the whole event. This whole, this whole thing about the resurrection that, that has changed the course of human history. And, and I would challenge you to, to just, um, you know, build, build a little uh, walls around yourself that only, only sound gets in. And I want you to just hear the story. I want you to try and imagine um, yourself. I want you to, I want you to try and, and be there. I want you to try and be there with this guy um, who you saw die on the cross and now you, you're seeing him alive again, walking around and, and talking to you. It, it, I want you to try and put yourself in, the, in their shoes to try and believe what has just happened. And so if you, if you want, you can even, even kind of close your eyes and, and take yourself back there. And this is going um, to be a lot of reading, but I just, I just want you to hear it and take it in and try and put yourself in the situation and in the story. We are uh, going to read Luke 24. So just, just listen. But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they went to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared. And they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they went in, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were perplexed about this, two men stood by them in dazzling apparel. And as they were frightened and bowed their faces to the ground, the men said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and on the third day rise. And they remembered his words. And returning from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. Now it was Mary Magdalene and Joanna and, mother, and Mary, the mother of James, and the other women with them who told these things to the apostles. But these words seemed to them an idle tale. And they did run to the tomb. Stoop, oh, and Peter rose and ran to the tomb. Stooping and looking in, he saw the linen clothes by themselves. He went home marveling at what had happened. That very day, two of them were going to a village named Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem, and they were talking with each other about all these things that had happened. 
While they were talking and discussing together, Jesus himself drew near and went with him. But their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And he said to them, What is this conversation that you are holding with each other as you walk? And they stood still, looking sad. Then one of them named Cleopas answered him, Are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened in this day, in these days? And he said to them, What things? And they said to him, Concerning Jesus of Nazareth, a man who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and rulers delivered him up to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, it is now the third day since these things happened. Moreover, some women of our company amazed us. They were at the tomb early this morning. And when they did not find his body, they came back saying that they, did not they had, had even seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but him they did not see. And he said to them, O foolish ones, and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken, was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. So they drew near to the village to which they were going. He acted as if he were going further, but they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is now far spent. So we went in to stay with them. When he was at table with them, he took the bread and blessed it. He broke it and gave it to them. And their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, Did not our hearts burn within us while he talked to us on the road, while he opened to us the scriptures? And they rose that same hour and returned to Jerusalem, and they found the eleven. And those who were with them gathered together, saying, The Lord has risen indeed and has appeared to Simon. Then they told him what had happened on the road and how he was known to them in the breaking of bread. As they were talking about these things, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace to you. But they were startled and frightened and thought they saw a spirit. And he said to them, Why are you troubled? And why do doubts arise in your hearts? See my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. Touch me and see, for a spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see that I have. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and feet, and while they still believed for joy and were marveling, he said to them, Have you anything to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate it before them. Then he said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms might be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures and said to them, Thus it is written, that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in his name to all nations. Beginning from Jerusalem, you are witnesses of these things, and behold, I am sending the promise of my Father upon you, but stay in the city until you are clothed with power on high. Then he led them out as far as Bethany, and lifting up his hands, he blessed them, 
While he blessed them, he parted from them and was carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy and were continually in the temple, blessing God. So this, that, that's, the, that's the event that changed the whole course of human history. What are we going to do with it? What are we going to do? Because, because if it's true, it has to be dealt with. And if, and if Jesus indeed rose from the dead, you have to, you have to respond. You have to do something. You can't, just, you can't just leave somebody rising from the dead alone in the course of history and claiming to be the one who's going to save the world. You can't leave it alone. One of my, one of my favorite um, pastors, Timothy Keller, wrote this. Just listen. He's talking about, he's talking about Paul. He's, and he's talking about how he talks to people sometimes. I don't know if you, you are, maybe you're like this or you know somebody like this. They say, well, I don't, I don't like the, what the Bible says about this. So I, I don't believe it. Or, or I don't feel like God would, would do this. Or I don't, I don't think that, that a loving God would send people, you know, all of these things that people say. And, and here's what he, Timothy Keller responds. He says, are you saying because there are parts of the Bible that you don't like that Jesus couldn't have been raised from the dead? They say, well, no, I, I guess I'm not saying that. I said, well, every part of the Bible is important, but would you please put the ethical teaching aside for a minute? And here's the point. If Jesus was raised from the dead, you're going to have to deal with everything in the Bible. If Jesus was raised from the dead, you're going to have to deal with everything about it. If Jesus wasn't raised from the dead, I don't know why you're vexing yourself over that. But the fact of the matter is, Paul was more offended by Christianity than you. He was killing Christians. But when he realized Jesus had been raised, it didn't matter what offended him anymore. It didn't matter because it was true. And we have to keep that in mind. The resurrection is a paradigm-shattering historical event. So you can, you can say that, that you don't believe uh, what this, this part of the Bible, but if Jesus did, in fact, raise from the dead, you have to do something about it. And there, there, are, there are three ways, uh, three evidences kind of that, that uh, we've picked and um, that, that we can kind of go back and prove like historically that Jesus did in fact raise from the dead. And you don't, you don't even have to believe that, um, that this is the inerrant word of God, that it was inspired. Now, I, I do and you should, but these things, these things are, are scholarly, historically uh, proofed evidences. The first is the empty tomb, right? And, and, and the fact that, that they, never, they never found the body, they saw him alive again, but the empty tomb. And the rumor started, think about this, the rumor about if they were going to make it up, why would, you, why would you make something up in the exact same place that it happened? Like if you were going to make up that somebody rose from the dead, you wouldn't, you wouldn't do it right, right in the very place that he did it. Right, like, it, it, have you ever, uh, I, I mean, middle school and high school, there's probably some rumors go around school. Does that happen? Do, do rumors happen at school? And, and, but if it's about somebody that you don't know, you're more likely to believe it. But if it's, if it's, somebody, if it's about somebody that you do know, you can go ask them, hey, is this true? And they can say yes or no. So if, if the disciples were going to make up this story about Jesus, 
They wouldn't have done it right in the very place where they, in fact, saw him raise from the dead. There's no way. And then, and then another thing was that, um, did you notice who the first people were in that story? The first people that, that came, um, and they were the first ones there, and the first people to go tell people. Anything about their gender, specifically? They were women. So the, the, the women in that time... If you were going to make up this story about somebody raising from the dead, your, your first, your, your eyewitnesses and the people that are bringing the historical facts would not have been women in this time because they thought their testimony wasn't, wasn't valid. Now, we don't believe that today, but, but if, they were, if they were making something up, they would have, made, they would have had men uh, be the, the primary sources, but women were. And also, did you notice how they put names? Um, they, they put names in here. Luke Luke writes people's names out in in the text. Remember they mentioned they mentioned Cleopas. He was one of the ones that he was walking on the road with. So chances are, whenever whenever Luke wrote this and his gospel started getting around, people would know who Cleopas is, and they could have went and asked him, like, "Did you did Jesus really walk with you and like give you a piece of bread?" And he could have been like, "Yeah." So that there are specific names uh, written in here that, that are evidences um, that they are eyewitnesses to the resurrection. So the first thing, the empty tomb. The second are the appearances, right? The, the way that we can know that, that it is true is his appearances, right? They, they ate. Jesus was like, I'm hungry. Will you, can you give me that piece of fish? And he ate fish with him, right? He's like, if I was a ghost, or if I, if I just reappeared as like some sort of spirit, I wouldn't eat this food. Right? He said, he said Do you see me? You can, you can touch me. Right? I'm, I'm real. I'm right here with you. He's a real person, verses 39 through 43. He's real. It's really him. It's not a ghost. And he, he really appeared to people. Paul talks about it too in, in 1 Corinthians 15, uh, verse 3 through 7. He said, For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the Scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures, that he appeared to Cephas, that's Peter, and then to the twelve. Then he appeared to more than 500 brothers at one time, most of whom are still alive. So he's saying there, there are over 500 people that have witnessed Jesus Christ alive. You can go talk to him, right? We can't talk to him now, but we know that, that Paul, Paul knew that there were eyewitnesses that, that Jesus made an appearance to. So we know that uh, th- there's the empty tomb. You can't deny it. There's the appearances, and then there's also the church. Like, if Jesus really did raise from the dead, then how on earth, did, uh, what are we doing here? How did, how did we get here? 2,000 years later in the Houston, Spring, Klein, Tomball, Cypress area, how did, how did we get here if Jesus did not, in fact, raise from the dead? How do you explain it? And then also, all of, all of the martyrs of the early church, too, people that died for their faith. Would you, would you die for a lie? Would you, would you risk your life, would you put your life on the line for, for something that wasn't true? Probably not. But, but the early church, this, these people died for their faith. And so we know that it was, it was something that they truly and wholeheartedly believed in. The resurrection is true. 
We have these evidences. And, and scholars, they, they say that this is the best possible explanation for what happened with Jesus. It's still widely debated. People talk about it all the time. Oh, they stole the body. This happened. This happened. But, but if, you look, if you look at it all, the best possible explanation you don't even have to believe the Bible. The best possible explanation is that Jesus did, in fact, raise from the dead. And we have to. We have to do something about it because it's true. It's the best possible explanation. So, so what? So what? Why does it matter? Why does it matter if Jesus raised from the dead? And, and there's a couple of, of things that, that are important for us to know that if Jesus raised from the dead and you believe that, if you believe that happened, there are a couple things that are unique about you and that this is why it's important. And these things too, if you're a believer and you have friends that are skeptical that say these things, you can use these proofs and these evidences. But why it matters to you if you're a believer is because your future is set. Your future is set in stone and and it's like it's like the the resurrection is like a receipt it's like a receipt saying that that your future has already been purchased it's already been bought because Jesus rose from the dead and and also you have the promise to be raised up as well you have the promise to be resurrected um, in in Philippians 3:20 and 21, uh, Paul writes this, but our citizenship is in heaven, and from it we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body. And so whenever Jesus rose, there was, there was something different about him. It was still him, right? You could still touch him, but, but there, was no more, there was no more death and decay, Right? It was his glorious, perfect body. And we have that promise too. I don't know, I don't know what, like, what age you'll, you'll be whenever you're resurrected. Like if like, you know, maybe 23 is the perfect age, I don't know. Or maybe you'll come back as like a sixth grader or whatever. Uh, but, but we do have the promise that we will be resurrected and, and we will have a glorious, glorious body and perfect, perfect body and soul. Like, you know that there's some stuff inside of you that's messed up, right? This, this world that we live in is, is a fallen world. Sin has entered the world. Death has entered the world. And there's, there's sin in your life. And, and we have the promise, because of the resurrection, we have the promise that at some point we will have a perfect soul again. We will be in perfect relationship with God again, and we will have a glorious body like the one that Jesus had whenever he rose. So your future, your future is set if you believe in the resurrection. Not only is your future set, but your present, your, your right now, your present right now has a purpose because if, if this is true, and we believe it is, if it is true, you have to do something with it. And you have to believe the rest of the Bible as well. And if you believe that Jesus resurrected from the dead, 
you, you also have to believe that all the Old Testament, everything, everything that happened all points, all points to Jesus. The whole, the whole Bible, and, and Jesus says it himself, the whole Bible, all the, all the, Moses, the prophets, the Psalms, all of it points to me, Jesus says. And so if that's true, you have to believe it. You have to believe that all of life was pointing to Christ, that all of, all of history, all of history and all part of God's plan of salvation, everything he's done, all points to Jesus. And this gives your, your present, it gives your life a purpose. Because if you don't believe in this, then what, what happens after you die? If, if you don't believe it, you're just, you're just gone forever? Right? What, what do you have to live for if you don't believe that this is true? But if you do, it gives your present a purpose. And, and we know from, from reading the whole rest of the Bible why Jesus had to die. We, we sang about it. We, we talked about it earlier. We ha- there, sin entered the world, and, and there needed to be a, a, um, a payment for that sin. Because God is just, there had to be, there had to be an atonement for that sin. And we know that Jesus died, and, and he proved victory through the resurrection, he proved victory over sin and over death. And we also have that promise that at some point, whenever we die, we will have a perfect soul, we'll have a perfect body, and we'll be with and like Christ again. He had to die for our sin. So do you believe that Jesus resurrected from the dead? Right, the, the, the empty tomb. He appeared to people. It's, it's, it's a historical fact. The church is here um, testifying that he did raise from the dead. So your future is set and your present has a purpose. And if you're a believer in here tonight, you can, you can use these things to tell the, your friends that don't know Jesus. You can, you can use these things because it's, it's impossible to refute. If they say things like, oh, I, I, don't, I don't believe this part in the Bible, but does that mean that Jesus didn't raise from the dead? Because if you believe that, everything else is true. It all hinges. All of, all of this life and all of Christianity and, and the reason you're here, if Jesus didn't resurrect then it's all pointless, but he did. And so your life has a purpose and your future is set. So, so you can tell people this. You can tell people about this good news, about the, about the hope that you have, about the joy that you can have because Jesus did resurrect. Because you will have freedom over sin and death because of what Jesus did. You will have a, a perfect, perfect body and perfect soul, something that we long for so much in this life. Something that we long for so much in this life is what we look forward to in the future. And so take these things and cherish them and worship God. Worship God for it because he, he gave your, your present. He gives you purpose because of what Jesus did. Because of what Jesus did, you have purpose in life. You're not just, you're not just going through life with nothing, but you have a purpose.
Do you believe it? Do you believe that you have a purpose? Because Jesus rose from the dead. We hope that you've enjoyed the message today and that it will be a source of encouragement to you this week. At Champion Forest Baptist Church, we desire to help people make sense out of life through Christ-centered living. And that's because with Christ, we have hope and true satisfaction. The Bible clearly states that all men have offended God by worshiping things He created instead of Him. We have chosen to reject His authority in our life and look for satisfaction in things He created instead of Him, which is ultimately pointless given that He is truly the only thing that can satisfy us completely. He is the perfection of everything we seek. The problem is, though, that once we have sinned against Him by turning to these other things, a gap is created between us, not allowing us to access Him anymore to find this satisfaction. God's character demands that our rebellion be accounted for before He forgives us. And this is the beauty of the message of Jesus. Christ is perfect in every way. He never rebelled against God, and He took upon our punishment on Himself so that we could be reconciled to God and be fully satisfied in Him, gaining eternal life. We need Jesus because without Him we are without hope, both in this life and for eternity. Turn to Christ alone for forgiveness and find satisfaction fully in our great God. Once again, thanks for joining us today, and we hope to see you soon.